we do a 10-minute, we do another podcast. It's called Wisdom for Your Walk. You that are watching, Wisdom for Your Walk, you can go uh, and have an app on your phone, and they'll come right to your phone. You can hit them. There's, right now, there's 75 different ones of those on a var- variation of topics. Uh, one of them, how to save your marriage. We all probably listen to that. But uh, they're 10 minutes, no more than about 10 to 12 minutes, some of them four minutes, five minutes. But it's just a collection. What I'm doing is I'm going through everything I've done and what I feel is some of the most important things that God has given me truth-wise out of the Bible. Uh, I share in those 10-minute little podcasts. It helps some folks, I hope so. Uh, Chris wants me to do them. I thought I'd give it a shot. And we started, I probably have about 200 of those to share in total. But it takes a while to do them. So we're up to 75. People listen to them and have been blessed by them. I want to talk to you. How do you like that? You're flying. Woo! Uh, I want to talk about anger. I talk about it a number of times. It needs to be addressed on a regular basis because anger is as common as breathing. Anger is a, a problem among not, okay, some people have a tendency to have anger trouble. Anybody in this room? Come on now, put it up, put it up. Don't be mad at me now. Tom's got to or I call him out. But uh, anger problem. Jimmy, you got your hand up? Okay, good. Uh, I can tell by the people I work with who really struggles with anger. Now, now I'll tell you, Chris Barrows does not struggle with anger. He does not struggle with that. Thomas, I don't know quite well enough yet. But I don't think Thomas has a whole lot of trouble with anger. I think Dale may, but not Thomas. <laughs> but it doesn't take long being around somebody to know if they struggle with anger because it, it wants to raise this ugly head, you know. I've struggled with it my whole life. I, I plan on struggling with it to the last breath. But we are winning by the grace of God. Um, these verses here, I want you to look at them if you would. Make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, thou shalt not go. And that's pretty straight, straight up and down. So if you're an angry man, what is that telling me? <laughs> Stay away from you. Kathy, you got nowhere to go. <laughs> Kathy can't do that. She married an angry man. But... Uh, Anger is so, so destructive. It'll destroy the good things in your life. It will ruin good things that God has for you. And really will do very little good for yourself. An angry man stirreth up strife. A furious man aboundeth in transgression. Um, Like I said, for years I've struggled with this. Uh, I... I, um, I used to believe you could be angry and not hurt anybody. And there is such a thing as be angry and sin not. I know that. You can be angry. and not. I mean, You can be angry at sin. You can be angry at iniquity. You can be angry at wickedness. And that motivates you to go out and preach the gospel, go out and share the gospel, memorize scripture so you can combat it. Uh, all that's good results of of anger you get that so there you know be angry and sin not there's such a thing if anger motivates you to do right uh, there is such thing as you know all over the bible it talks about god having wrath i tell people they talk about the god of love a lot but they don't want to talk about the god of wrath much 
But the God of wrath is right up there equal with the God of love. Now, his wrath is righteous and perfect. It's against wickedness and, and, and praise God for it. But I want to show you just real briefly here God's attitude towards anger. If I have the time to do I'm a little short on time this morning. Um, and so let me, let me give you what I can. First, uh, personal anger is seen by God is condemned from one end of the Bible to the other. That's one of the findings. After studying the subject, that's kind of where one of my findings are. Personal anger. Uh, the, the Bible case of Simeon and Levi in uh, Genesis chapter 34. You know, they come to an area. Uh, their their, one of their sisters, Dinah, is, is raped, really, by a young man named Shechem. And uh, the, the guy wants to marry the girl, and he likes her and wants to marry her. So it comes to the uh, children of Jacob there. Simeon and Levi specifically are angry about that. And so they say, oh, yeah, yeah, you can marry him, but you got to be circumcised, all you people. And so everybody gets circumcised. It was a plan. It was a deception. And they got circumcised, and, and they, they tell me about the third day of circumcision, you're very sore. Now, I was circumcised as a baby, so I don't know. The eighth day, by the way, as the Bible says. And um, I don't know what the third day felt like. But I suppose as an adult, if you had it done, the third day is very sore. That's true, by the way, medically. Third day is usually the tough day when you get a surgery, tough day when you get cut. So here they are. They're all they're in pain, and Simeon and Levi run in there and slaughter them. I mean, kill them all. Kill all the males. Killed all the males and the females who had known a man. Took the uh, who was left, the, the females that hadn't known a man, and the, and the cattle and stuff. And and it was like it was like, I mean, Jacob was upset because he said, "Now the people of the land are going to hear about that. They'll organize together and, and they'll slaughter us." Uh, but it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And actually, if you read on, you don't really you don't really hear much about that incident. From Genesis 34, you don't hear much about it. And, and people misunderstand God. They think silence means he's, he gave it up. Don't you ever judge God on silence. The patience of God is not your patience. In other words, your patience and his patience are not the same. God will let something go for 20, 25 years. You thought it was like Ahab was condemned by Elijah, and 20 years passed before that was fulfilled. Now, you'd wonder after 20 years, maybe God forgot about it, maybe God didn't care about it, maybe it's just gone, but the dogs, they licked up, you know, the blood of Jezebel, just like he said, did exactly what was said. God keeps his word, but sometimes it's down the road a ways. Uh, for whatever reason, usually it's for mercy or something else. We did the same thing with Simeon. Uh, let's go to the, that where that was. I'll give you the verse of that. Oh, here's that angry man, uh, Surath of Strife. Uh, so Simeon and Levi, uh, this, this was Jacob. Now, Jacob was blessing each one of his sons, each one of the 12 sons on his, on his departure. And he said, Simeon and Levi are brethren instruments of cruelty in their habitations. Whoa, come out of the blue. It just comes out of the blue. But this is God working through Simeon, working through Jacob. O my soul, come not thou into their secret, under their assembly, and thine honor be not thou united. For in their anger they slew a man, in their self-will they dig down a wall. Cursed be their anger, for it was fierce, and their wrath, for it was cruel. I will divide them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. So it's a pretty, pretty serious condemnation. Years, years later, 
uh, that God remember their personal anger. So person, the Bible basically forbids personal vengeance. Personal vengeance. Somebody hurts you, do not go back and hurt them. If somebody does you dirty, don't go back and do them dirty. The Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. You got to let, why? Why doesn't God want you to do personal vengeance? Because we're not holy enough. We don't have a good justice system in our head here. And we will be like these two boys who were too, they went too far. There should have been something done about that. But they went way too far. And they slew the whole town, the whole area, and they killed, every, they killed a lot of people that had nothing to do with it at all. And their vengeance was cruel. And, we're not, and that's probably what would happen with you and I if we got in a situation of taking vengeance. We'd go too far with it. We, we would be too cruel. So God says, look, you can't trust yourself to take your own vengeance. You trust me to take the vengeance. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. Do you know there's not a secret thing, dastardly deed, done that God is not going to call to the light? Does that give you some comfort? Some people are, are, are uh, raped and pillaged, and nobody ever knows about it. It was done in the dark. It was done in, in the... Ex- and they're like, man... They- a person got away with that. Nobody gets away with anything. Nobody gets away with anything. The secret things will be brought forth, folks. You don't have to. You don't have to be bitter at anybody. You don't have to have that. That's you. Oh, someday he's going to get his. You don't have to do that. God's going to take care of all that. And and when, whatever he gets, will be just because God will will weigh the factors that I don't weigh. God knows the heart I don't. So I can't judge personally because I don't know the heart. I really don't know. Now, God has given some judgment to the state, the ruling government. They do have a certain amount of vengeance that they are allowed to take under, under God's word. And, and, but but it's, done, it's not done by one lone guy. You're supposed to have the mouth of two or three witnesses before you judge before your peers. You face your accuser. You're able to defend yourself. And in a court of law... And you go before them, you know, and you say, yay, yay, and maybe this goes against you. You even get to appeal it. Why is all that process set up? So an innocent man is not convicted. That's why that's set up, that's so complicated set up in our country because we're a Christian-based nation. So, so if you struggle with this harassing sin, let's look at some more verses here. It says in Psalm 37, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers should be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. That's why it basically tells us, look, that's God's business. A lot of people are walking around mad because they got wounded or they got hurt years ago, and it never seemed to find justice. It never found a payday. Payday someday. That was one of the more famous sermons ever preached. By R.G. Lee, payday someday. There's a payday coming, payday coming, and it'll be a righteous payday, and it'll be a just payday according to what God. Now, if that person that did that to you gets born from above and asks Jesus to forgive them, the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses them from all sin like it cleanses you from all sin. Now, who would, who would be the person that would not want that to happen, even to somebody who did perpetrated some evil towards you? They cheated you out of some money, or they... They, they, I've heard stuff crazy like, uh, oh, man, I don't even want to go into it. I've heard crazy stuff happen to people, vicious stuff, horrible stuff. And you just got to give that to God. 
let him take care of it. The blood of Jesus Christ, I hope they get saved. You know, a lot of people have murdered folks, gone to prison, been condemned to the electric chair, and gotten saved. Right? I've seen it. They've gotten saved. I wrote a kid, and this is I know this seems crazy to you, but there was a young kid who murdered his mom and dad, cold blood. 15-year-old boy. I wrote him. I found what prison he was in. He's in for like triple life, double life. He's never getting out. And he went in at 15, 16 years old. And I wrote him and gave him the gospel and said, you know, just because you did this, it's not unforgivable. The Lord can save you. And I wrote to him, but just God just put this boy on my heart. And I thought as, as heinous as the sin was, yet I believe the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, can still cleanse that boy if he would repent of that wickedness. He can't bring his mom and dad back. But uh, he, can get, he can get saved. So the characteristic of a born-again Christian should be that it's hard to make us angry. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that rules his spirit is he that taketh the city. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger rests in the bosom of fools. Have you ever been around people that have, like, gunpowder anger? It don't take much, and they blow. Boom! I, I worked quite a bit with black powder when I used to shoot black powder guns. And when I started shooting black powder guns, some of these old boys who had experience with black powder uh, came to me and said, now I want to teach you a little bit about black powder, which is a nitroglycerine if you let it set very long. And so they said it is volatile, it's unstable in a, in a form of nitroglycerine, which is a liquid form. It's really unstable to shake it. You can shake it and it'll blow up. Black powder has to be stored a certain way. It has to be turned over every so often. It has to be kept from static electricity. You know, they would tell you, you know, don't, you know, make sure you ground yourself before you, you know, you're grabbing a quart. A quart of black powder, I'm told, if you compress it, would take this whole building out. And so it's extremely explosive. And uh, I recently, so I have a, I have a safe and, and uh, I put, uh, somebody says, well, when they break into a safe, a lot of times they cut them. And I said, okay, so I'm going to bought three quarts of black powder and put it in my safe. And I put a sign on the outside of the safe, do not cut or torch this safe or you, will, you basically you'll die. The black powder will blow up on you. And you'll find them right there or parts of them. thought I'd just mention that. We should be hard to make angry. My wife, when she married me, you know, we're two kids, get married, you know, and I don't know God well, and I'm backslid most of the time. In fact, I got right with God in the middle of dating her, and she got saved, and so we were just, to say we were infants would be the least you could say about us, infants in Christ. And so did, how many mistakes did we make in every kind and every direction? I mean, you know, I, I would, I didn't know women. I grew up with three brothers and my dad and my mom. The only woman I ever knew was my mom, and she was a tomboy. She, you know, she was a tough old girl. So I wasn't used to a woman and, and their, their, the ways of a woman are strange <laughs> to, a, to a young man like that. And so I just made every, I thought you could, uh, well, I just thought a lot of bad stuff. I, 
But thank God for I had a woman that was willing, that evidently loved me enough that she thought even this will pass, and it did, and prayed for me and began to read the Bible. We read the Bible together the first few years, and she grabbed the book and began to read it and make it her own, and of course that saved our marriage, and I made the Bible also my own, and that saved our marriage. I tell people the way to save your marriage is to get close to Jesus. You know, Jesus just says in the middle here, and I'm here and my wife's over here, we're away from God. But the closer we get to God, the closer we get to each other. So if you're right next to Jesus and doing what he wants to do, you're close to each other. The first, but if one gets away, it'll create all kinds of strife because you're away from Jesus. And to know God is a no peace. And, and if you want peace in your marriages, there's no other real, real secret other than that. Uh, but God lists uh, personal sin or personal anger as a serious sin. Uh, it says here, Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed in the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, that's, that's anger right there, wrath, and anger, and clamor, evil speaking. Those are all, those are all uh, sisters and brothers in the family of anger. Uh, bitterness and, and wrath. Let me give you some definitions of that. The word bitterness in the Greek, it's, the word is, this is the pronunciation of the Greek word, pikria. Pikria. Picky. We get our picky. That's the definition of uh, bitterness. Pikria. It can be, it can be translated poison. And so it, it's, it's, it'll poison everything you touch. Anger will poison everything you touch. It'll poison your relationship with your wife. It'll poison your relationship with your kids. It'll poison relationship with your grandkids. It'll poison relationship with your employer. It'll poison relationship with your friends. It's just it's just destructive. A picaria. Have you ever seen somebody that's bitter? You can tell by their face. It looks like they ate a lemon. I lo I, I love to get lemon. I love to give a lemon. I like to be the first time. I'm often this doesn't happen but rarely but I'm the first one to ever give the baby a lemon I want to be the first one to do it babies like to put things in their mouth especially when they're teething or something give them a nice old lemon and they'll grab that thing like it's delicious and they'll put that in their mouth and then you get to watch the, the reaction that's the beautiful part that's the definition of bitterness <laughs> you know they just do the face thing and it's terrible the word wrath there means hot-headed the word anger can be translated violent, violent, violent passion. Clamor means to yell, scream. I was around some Italians. I did a Bible study with a bunch of Italians. I didn't know Italians. I didn't know they were from another planet. <laughs> but they act like they are. They said, well, we Italians, we yell at each other. That's, that's okay. I said, it ain't okay. Well, that's just who we are. And they literally, I'd do a Bible study, and I'd leave the Bible study thinking they hate each other. And these are relatives. These are close relatives. I mean, they would get screaming at each other and yelling at each other and start talking bad about each other's family. And they'd say, oh, he'd say, last name was Canamello. He'd say, oh, no, you don't know nothing about Italians. He said, that's fine. We do that all the time. Well, I think that's a bad habit. That's just a bad habit. Because I, I didn't see any ever yelling and screaming and yelling like that. doesn't get much. Evil speaking means vilification can mean vilification, to vilify. See, it's not, it's, not, it's not good enough to be angry at somebody. You want to vilify them. That's what we're seeing, by the way, happening to preachers. There was a preacher up in North Georgia being accused of a bunch of stuff that happened 40 years ago by a, a woman 40 years ago came over and said, he did this, he did that. Nobody should even listen to somebody 40 years down the road. Our law system won't. 
The Bible says in the day you hear thereof, take care of it. Listen, if you're abused by somebody, step up. Speak up. Bring it out. But don't bring it out 40 years down the road when the guy starts getting in a position of, of doing something for God, which is what's happening with this guy. And, and here's, what's, here's what's really horrible about that is that the Internet and social media side with her. I'm going to tell you what, I side with the preacher. He's innocent in my book to proven guilty, and so are you. If somebody comes up and says, so-and-so did 20 years ago, did this, all that, I say, well, where are the witnesses? Oh, there weren't any. Boom, it's over. It's a mute subject, and nobody talks about it. They said, the Bible says to an elder, don't even bring up an accusation. Don't even listen to him unless it's before two or three witnesses. Before means in presence of. Because the devil is accuser of the brethren. He accuses them day and night, the Bible says. So it makes sense that his people would do the same thing, you know. Now, look, I'm not trying to let the guilty go. I just told you nobody that does anything gets away with anything. But I'm also trying to protect the innocent from being taken out of positions of, of service of God because here's what happened. All of a sudden, the giving to that church mission program, everything went down, and, and everybody the church started dropping them, and, and it never went to trial. He never got to go before his peers. It, it, was on, it was one person's word against another. Now, what kind of people are we that would do that to somebody? Well, you're not Bible people. Bible people won't do that. No, because they're going to obey the Bible on it. Vilification. Malice. The word malice means a malignity. Have you ever heard a guy say, you're on my list? Or a woman say, no, you're on my list. The blacklist. You all know the blacklist? You got one? You got one? You wives should not have a list on your husbands. Oftentimes a wife will have a list. She doesn't have it written down. She don't have it on her phone because she is memorized. That means she's gone over it and gone over it and gone over it and gone over it and gone over it. She's memorized that list. You should not have a list. Don't have a list on that boy. If I say, has he ever done anything wrong? You say, I can't remember a thing. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, you shouldn't be like, yeah, man, you ought to hear all things he's done wrong. Pretty soon, but in the telling of it, they're not mad at the beginning of it. Pretty soon they go through a couple of them things. They're back like it happened yesterday. I said, Stop. Stop. This thing's done, dead, mute, over. Can't change it. You can't go back and change a thing. I'm sorry he did that, but it's over. It is over. Forgive. By the way, doesn't the Bible say, Matthew chapter 7, you're going to be forgiven as you forgive? Oh, yeah. You go before God and he said, you know, there's a bunch of things I told you about. I, I, I got to bring them back up. No, man. God have mercy on our soul. So, so let me go through this. I'm short on time because that snippet turned into a monologue. Uh, <laughs> Here, here's what, here's what, thank you, appreciate that. First, I'm give you a scenario. Something happens that is against your expectations. Disappointment fills your heart. You begin to search for the reason your plans have failed, bitterness. You begin to breathe hard, wrath. You start either throwing stuff, kicking stuff, hitting stuff, or threatening to hit stuff, that's anger. You'll be turned into the Incredible Hole. You start yelling, that's clamor. Or screaming, cussing, demeaning. Vilification, that's evil speaking. And your face turns red and your eyes grow fixed. 
after it's all over, if not satisfied, a person makes a blacklist and statements, well, from here out now, I know who you are. You're on my list. That's malice. You see how that progresses? I bet every one of us has probably been guilty of that. You can repent. There's salvation. There's forgiveness in the blood. Because this is a sin that you don't ask, does anybody in this room have it? We got it. We got it. And if I keep talking, you'll have it because you'll be mad at me about it. Works of the flesh are manifest, adultery, fornication, and lasciviousness, idolatry. And look at what I got underlined there. Those are the hate sins. Those are the anger sins. Hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions. Instead, we're supposed to bless and persecute you, bless and curse not. Yeah, it recommends no man evil for evil. Provide things honest sight of all men. That's pretty clear. Therefore, if thy enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. For in so doing, shall he holds the fire in his head, be not overcome evil, but overcome evil with good. Make no friendship with an angry man. With a fierce man, I shall not go. An angry man stirs up strife. A fierce man abound in transgression. <laughs> Who are those people? That's the Huber clan. That's the Huber clan. That just tells me that tells me that I'm I'm done. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the few minutes together. Thank you for the instruction. We don't have to wonder what to do when we have the instruction right out of the Bible. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.